It's Wednesday night, and uh, we're going to do things a little bit differently. Uh, we did this a couple of weeks ago. We are taking the Tyler Scott Show live here on a Wednesday, and the Bears are on a winning streak, and here to talk about it, the man of the hour, Tyler Scott himself, rookie wide receiver of the Chicago Bears. Tyler, how you living? Living great. Living great. It's always it's always good after a win. Always good. How- how it listen the uh there's a lot of people who don't like the fact that you're winning and that you know there's <laughs> the, but it feels it feels better to come out here and have a win like it, it feels good like you're able to like do you feel like now when you walk into Trader Joe's you don't have to like you know dart <laughs> in and out you can kind of sit you can take a minute and look at that organic yeah, yeah. peanut butter you don't have to worry about anything no definitely definitely I mean when you walk around and you're winning it, it feels good it definitely feels good especially coming no um you know after Christmas so. What were we gonna say? Yes, and no, I was gonna say too. Like it's it's good to beat the 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 Arizona Cardinals because I know that we talked about this last week, and a lot of people don't realize this, but the Cardinals started in Chicago, and I gotta feel like Virginia still wants to beat the shit. Like there's that's a rivalry. It's crazy. It's Bidwell's versus the Hallis family. So I think that I think that you made her Christmas by going out there and winning. At the end of the game, though, you know. How did you guys feel? Like, I, I felt great. I felt like we did everything that we needed to do to win. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a convincing win. I don't think that it was ever in doubt. How was it to finally go out there and just, like, you hung on, you shut them down? What was the feeling like in the locker room afterwards? Yeah, I mean, we ended up finishing. You know, that's something that we've kind of been up and down this year is just kind of finishing, you know, drives, finishing games, you know, be up. You know, teams will start crawling back, and, you know, sometimes they'll, they've been ended up on the winning side, and, um, we just haven't been able to finish those games, but uh, we played complimentary football down the stretch and ended up finishing, you know, with the punt team, uh, the defense, you know, holding them. Then obviously the punt team, then, you know, Trent Gill had a great day um, putting the ball. The punt team as a whole had a great day. And then Cairo, you know, ended up, you know, kind of sealing the deal there at the end. So I think just all around, you, you could play complimentary football and, and finish, which is what we've been working on here, especially in the last back at back um, in half of the season. That's huge. You know, and Cairo just got a huge payday, and we saw the videos from the locker room after the game. Yeah. He was wearing the Christmas jacket. He was dancing. Uh, is that approved? I mean, is that – I mean, once you – when you kick as well as he does, you just kind of yeah. like, yeah, yeah, do what you got to do. Dance the way you got to dance, correct? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I think everyone's seen that coming. Um, he's He's been great, you know, before – even before I've gotten here, you know, from from what I've heard and seen, he's he's done phenomenal. So, you know, I mean, everyone's always happy when a guy in the locker room gets paid and gets a huge payday because we understand how hard, you know, guys work and, you know, how what it means to their families and just the, the grind and the journey that you have, you know, just from when you're little coming up, coming through the league, you know, just working and working your tail off and how consistent you have to be. And uh, I think everyone's just happy when, you know, a guy in the locker room gets paid. Yeah, and it's you know it's interesting as well because he could have clearly tested free agency. He mm-hmm. was uh, no, he he didn't need to sign this contract extension. I don't think that anything would go horribly wrong that would prevent him from cashing in. But he decided to stay with the Chicago Bears and not test free agency. To me, that says a lot about yeah. the organization and the direction it's heading. What does it say to the players like yourself? Like, hey, this guy wants to be here. Yeah, for sure. You know, especially have a guy that's been consistent in the league who, like you said, could have tested free agency. Um, you know, could have, you know, tested out a lot of different options. Um, you know, it just speaks to, you know, really 
you know, you hear a lot of things on the outside, you know, looking in of like, oh, you know, Chicago Bears, things we went through this season, this, that, a third. But I think that kind of just speaks to the locker room that we've built and just kind of the guys that you have in the locker room. Um, Cause you know, you get a perception from the outside, but you know, when you're in it and you're with the guys, um, you know, I think you, you get, you get a different feeling when you're in it. And um, I think that kind of just is a, a, a inward showing or kind of an outward showing of what it looks like on the inside for sure. Yeah, and we saw in uh, the past couple of days or week or so, Jalen Johnson came out and said that he wants to continue with the Chicago Bears. He would like to get a deal done. Now, obviously, it's not your job. He's obviously probably a friend of yours because you guys are teammates and everything like that. Yeah. But uh, we're going to get that done, right? Like, don't I just want to know the Bears are going to get this done, correct? <laughs> I mean, I, I believe they should, man. I think he he's just been he's been great. I mean, just through the whole year, and even I think kind of. You know, they had some talks there going, you know, kind of there, kind of the middle part of the season. And then they kind of stopped. And I felt like kind of after that moment or kind of after that kind of stint, he just took off, you know, mm-hmm. as far as just his, just how, how locked in he's been, you know, he's been picking the ball off, takeaways, you know, he's just been locked down. I mean, he's been showing up on film. And I think, um, you know, he's just been so good, you know, over the last, you know, couple weeks or just since the beginning i think i think at the end of the day um you know chicago will do the right thing um like i say like you said it's not my job but um i think he's definitely well enough deserved to to have a nice little payday from chicago especially if you have a player as well that also wants to be here and expressed um how much he wants to be in chicago yeah it's one of those things i had an opportunity to talk to him two years ago when i was at hallis hall Really engaging player, really enjoyed, you know, enjoy his company, like seems like a really stand-up guy, always enjoyed his play. And it's no coincidence, too, when you talk about how well he's played over the last number of weeks. Tyler Gordon was the top-rated safety, or excuse me, top-rated cornerback, according to to Pro Football Focus this week. I mean, a lot of it, and it's not just Sweat. Now, Sweat comes in, Montez Sweat comes in, the defense plays a lot better. There's no coincidence Mm -hmm. that that happens. But it's not just Sweat, like Dexter has been playing great. Billings has been playing great. We've seen all of those guys step up. So it's really been a collective effort on the defensive side of the football. Does that change? How does that help out like mentally when you're on the offense where you're like, you know what? Like when Trenton Gill's got to go out there and punt, it doesn't feel like they're, you know, it's, it's not the end of the world. You're like, oh, our defense has got us. That's, that's yeah. got to be liberating for you guys. No, for sure. They got our back. You know, they got our back. And, um, you know, sometimes we'll feel frustrated that we're not being able to put points up on the board even though the defense is working so hard to keep points off the board, you know, but um, yeah. it, it is comforting to know that, you know, they go down there and when Trent, you know, pins, uh, the, you know, a team with inside the, the, the 10 yard line, you know, twice that we feel confident, like, okay, well, you know, this is how it's going to go. We pin them or they're going to go three and out. We're going to get the ball somewhere around midfield. And then from there, we're going to either score or we're going to be um, in field goal range for Ky- with, with Kyra, who we just paid. And we're definitely going to get three points there. So I think that's just part of the complimentary football aspect. But I think there's definitely a huge confidence, you know, when the defense, especially when they, the way they've been playing, like uh, yeah. they've been playing really good. I mean, really good football. And I think honestly that the back end half of the season, they've been, I mean, easily one of the top three or four defenses in the NFL. I don't disagree with that at all. And it's it's been a pleasure as a fan that you sit there and watch it. And, you know, previously, you know, the ball would get this, would, you know, last year, like any time the team didn't score, you're like, well, we're down seven now. You know, you always just felt like, mm-hmm. oh, this way. And now you're like confident that they, you know, they're probably not going to score a touchdown, maybe give up a field goal, but they've done a great job 
of holding on. So that's been a pleasure. Um, the offensive side, I think, I think the offense, how would you rate your performance offensively as a team on Sunday? Because obviously you go down, you score it. Well, you put up a bunch of points. It's always a weird situation (laughs) when you have so much success early on scoring, but then you also have to be smart with the football. You got to make correct decisions and everything. How did you feel overall offensively with your performance? Because I thought you guys played really well offensively. Yeah, I mean, obviously we played well enough to win. You know, at the end of the day, that's the the number one thing is you can go out and put enough points on the board. The object is to score more points than the other team. Um, and, you know, you see around the league too, like, you know, different conversations about like, all right, a team's winning. And it's like, well, you have to win like a certain way or look good right. winning like a certain way or it has to look like a certain way. And, you know, at the end of the day, you got to keep the main thing, the main thing. Now, understandably, you know, you do want to um, have success and, uh, you know, have things work a certain way. Um, but at the end of the day, if you're willing to, if you're able to come out of these games on top, whether it looks, you know, pretty or whether it looks ugly, that's the ultimate goal, you know. And so, um, yeah. you know, I think, like I said, we had our ups and downs and our roller coasters, you know, started off, you know, pretty hot. Um, but at the end of the day, we played good situational football, which I think is uh, something that uh, is really important in the NFL is if you can play situational football and make the plays and the, and the, uh, uh, and the moments that matters. Um, and I think, like I said, we did that. We put ourselves in position to win the game. Obviously, um, the defense did what they did. The special teams did what they did. We were able to drive down, get in field goal range, and, um, you know, kind of seal the deal there. But at the end of the day, um, we did what we need to do to, to win the game. You know, it's interesting because from the outsider's perspective, you watch games and there's times where you're like, oh man, this this could this could turn. Like you're you have apprehension, you have anxiety. There was none of that on Sunday. Like there was really like, yeah, we're we're winning. Like we're even with you know games that gotten away from us, at even this, you're like, you know what, I feel comfortable with the way everything's going. I mm-hmm. feel like nothing, you know, like we're we're gonna handle this. And I know people will be like, well, it's the Cardinals, but it's like, yeah, but at the same time, like this is this is part of the growth process in the NFL is like being a team that goes into games now. Like we expect to win this. We expect to hold on right. and doing things like that. And I, I think, and you know, and I, and I know that we've talked about this now, obviously the bears are, we're still alive. And I know I keep saying we, but, and this is embarrassing for me still, but you know, like we're still alive for the playoffs, but this is like, I don't know. I, I know that we had talked about it before about like, Hey, like our goal is to win a super bowl to get to the playoffs, all this stuff. But mm-hmm. The playoff part of it, even though it's a long shot, like I get it, but it still feels like that should be the expectation. And it feels like, do the players feel like, even though that you guys have discussed it, and I know you talked about it in the wide receiver room, Mm -hmm. but it's the expectation there. Like you just go and be like, yeah, we expect to win this. Oh, of course. I think that's one one thing that we've tried to get to um, since kind of the, the midway of the season that we've really tried to stress is really playing and when we realized how good we really were, it was like we want to play with an expectation to win. You know what I'm saying? Having that expectation when we walk out there on Sunday, we know like, okay, they know what's going to happen. We know what's going to happen. It may look ugly at times, but at the end of the day, we know what should happen and how this game is going to end up um, ending. So I think, you know, if we can go ahead and, and, and finish these two games strong and win out, um, you know, I think we have, you know, we need help from, you know, different teams and things of that nature um, as far as the playoffs. But I think that's a huge stepping stone in the right direction when you're looking towards the future. 
Yeah, I don't mean to be the millennial that just like looks at his phone while he's doing this and I can see myself. I'm retweeting the show, uh, letting everybody know, amplifying it, uh, if you will, to let everybody know that we're doing this live. Uh, mostly, you know, we record these and now this is a cool opportunity to kind of do this live. And so I love, I love that level of it. Like I love the expectation. I love expecting to win. I think that every time the offense touches the ball, I feel really good. I feel really confident. Been doing a great job of protecting the football. I will say though, and this is the thing, like Justin throws a interception there in the fourth quarter. And I know like, listen, you watch enough football. Like you, like that's the thing that always bugs me is when people like Justin will throw a pick and everybody, and everybody acts like the world's ending. I'm like, do you not, did you not see Kansas city? Do you not watch any other football? Like turnovers yeah. happen and it's how you it's respond the to things. It's, it's part yeah, of but the it's game. how you respond yeah. to the thing. Like what, like it, that's the one thing that I think that I've noticed the most is like, Hey, like that was a bummer. And for me, like as somebody who like, I don't want the, I don't want that narrative. And I'm sure Justin, I don't, I know Justin doesn't care. But it's like, as a fan, like, I don't want the narrative. Like, oh my God, now this is what the haters are going to focus in on. Like, it's not about, it's not about the dime that he threw to Mercedes Lewis. It's not about the incredible touchdown run. Now yeah. it's about the dumb pick. But you guys responded. Like, how does it, how did you guys in that moment were you like, I mean, it, I just enjoyed the way that they responded. What was the mood like on the sideline? Yeah, I, it was no like, no life taken out of the stadium or, I mean, even from the fans, like it didn't seem like life was taken out or even from the sideline, like, oh gosh, like it was like, okay, yeah, it happened. That's, like I said, that's kind of part of the game where we still, like I said, you kind of touched on it. I feel like we still felt in control of the game, yeah. even though that ended up happening. I think we still feel like we had a hold on the game. It was like, okay, that happened. Once again, we have a defense that we feel very confident in. It's like, all right, yeah, it happened. You know, they're going to get the ball at the 20 yard line. I think it was a touchback. Yeah. I, I don't, we don't, we don't feel like, okay, this, this can slip out of our hands, you know, with just how well we had been playing. And so, um, yeah, I, I, it was like kind of one of those things was like, all right, happens, you know, next play, next play mentality. We're going to get an opportunity, you know, um, and we're going to have to, we're going to be able to, um, do what we need to do in whatever situation, uh, calls upon. Yeah. It is one of those things like golfing, for instance, like this morning I put one into the water and instead of pouting and throwing clubs, I just went up and down got a bogey, got out of there. And that's what it is like now yeah. where it's like, ah, it was a little bit annoying. Like, okay. Like I would have loved to have punched it in because I wanted to go take victory laps on people and be like emphatic about, see, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah, but still, yeah, yeah. And, it, and it, and it negated the play just prior to it, which was an incredible run. Oh, that long run. Yeah. And, and I want to talk to you about this for a moment because I, number one, have never seen you move as fast as you did on that play. <laughs> You you yeah. passed up a guy because you went down to go block. It wasn't number thirty six, but you went down and laid a block on a dude. Were you mm -hmm. thinking Buda Baker? Buda Baker, yeah. You went. You were like a heat seeking missile. Did you just seek out Buda Baker? Were you like, I'm just going to go light him up? Like, is that is that <laughs> what was your what was your mindset in that moment? So there was a million things going through my head at that moment. Um, so I, I remember I ran a route and I was kind of like I think third in the progression there. Um, yeah. and so remember, you know, running my route, uh, then I kind of look back at the pocket. I see Justin kind of getting flushed out the pocket. So I'm like, all right, I'm in like scramble drill mode. Um, you know, so I kind of, you know, I'm running towards the sideline. I kind of see that you know, there's nobody in front of me. And so he gives me like a, like Justin gives me, I don't know if he was like necessarily trying to pump fake the defense or if he was like necessarily talking to me like, Hey, like go. 
And yeah. so um, I kind of I looked up fields. Like, all right, there's nobody here. So I kind of take off, kind of expecting like, all right, here comes the pass. And so um, I take off, kind of turn around, and I see him start running. I'm like, okay, boom, we're back into – we're not in scramble anymore. We're back in a running mode. And yeah. so at that point, I'm like, okay, there's like 50 yards of like open space in front of me. And so I see like like four guys on my left, and I'm like, okay. He'll get past those guys. I'm like, all right, should I go block him? Should I not? I think on film you can see I'm kind of like – I kind of ran towards him, and it was like, oh, wait, no, no, he'll be good. And so like I looked over. I'm like, yeah, he'll he'll get past those guys. <laughs> and so in my head, I was like, all right, now let me look forward ahead and see who's in front of me. And so I see Buddha Baker, who I came across maybe about three or four times during the game. And we had yeah. some some pretty good collisions during the game. Um, and I kind of see him. I'm like, OK, great. And so uh, I was like, all right, well, I know how Buddha his game is. He's not running away from contact. He's going to bring the contact. So I'm like, all right, I got to bring it as well. And so I figured Justin would be behind me because I'm like, there's no way that those guys are going to catch. He's him. not cutting it. Yeah. I was like, yeah, there's no way these guys are going to catch him. So um, I end up, you know, laying, laying a nice little hit on, hit on uh, Buddha. And then all of a sudden I turn around, I see he slid. I was like, are you serious? He slid. And so I was like, dang, like I, <laughs> I put my arm that hit and he slid. I'm like, you could have cut back inside or something. Or we could have got more out of that. But at the end of the day, you know, he was protecting himself, which is cool. So, um, but no, there, there was a lot going on in my mind in that play. But uh, my, my team was hyping me up too as I came off the sideline. So that was cool. That was pretty dope. It was a it was a pretty exciting play. I think because thirty six ran into the play, so I understood. Well, I but to me that I I understand. Like we're so used to Justin like making huge plays, but I think it speaks to his maturity of like you know what, like I'll take this huge gainer. I'm gonna slide. I don't. I think last year he would have tried to keep going or whatever. But I think yeah. it's cool to be like, hey, you know what, we're gonna take it, and uh, we're gonna try to punch this. He's been in, doing obviously. that this year. He's been he's been he's been a lot more at least. Definitely since he's came back, I feel like he's definitely been a lot more kind of cautious or kind of aware of like, all right, when to slide, when to get down and things of that nature. Yeah. So it was really cool. But at the same time, I was selfishly per usual because uh, <laughs> I saw because like literally it was great to go watch the all 22s on this, too. Yeah. And I'm sure that you've seen it because it's it is cool, like watching like because tr trying to think of like what you were thinking of, because like I said, you right like you blow past the guy like there was a guy short. Because I, I understand now that you you thought that perhaps you could be a receiver still, so you wanted to keep yourself available. But you blew by that, by that guy. And in the moment, I'm like, you already know that Justin's – that guy's not tackling Justin. So you right. why waste why waste your time on that? And then you you spot up. I was curious if you can recognize during the play, like, oh, shoot, that's Buda Baker. Like, I'm just going after him. Yeah, no, I did. I remember, like, <laughs> kind of on the back end. Because I was looking to the left, and, like, I got kind of, like, just – I didn't say I can get lost, but like, I was like, okay, wait, all right. Cause like, there's a lot going on within like a short amount of time. So I'm like, all right, all right, no, he's good there. Yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll get rid of those guys. And then I'll finally looking forward. I'm like, oh, here's Buda Baker. And so I'm like, all right, now I'm going to have to lay a hit because he's going to, he can't put me on oh, my yeah. back and make me look better for everybody. Oh I yeah. There, you know, I got to protect my there, there, now. You got to protect your quarterback at all costs. It is one of those things. Um, I, I just, when you, you just always end up in those kind of situations. I remember like my rudimentary level of football of getting into a fight with an offensive lineman and then being on the kick coverage and we squibbed it. And the same offensive lineman like picked it up and I was like, Oh my God. And then he yeah. was running. He was like meandering sideways and didn't see me. And I depleted him, but it's funny, like how you recognize those situations. And I can yeah. only imagine what it's like in the NFL level 
uh, of being like, oh, that's Buddha Baker, like legitimate, like great NFL player. Uh, yeah, guy yeah who, those happen, especially if you study the game and you uh, watch a lot of film and the game really slows down to you. It's like, okay, you really know personnel. Like who's going to do what, who's bringing it, who doesn't want to bring it, you know, all those type of things. Yeah, that's so exciting. Like, yeah, it was such a cool play. I'm like, oh, man, that would have been great. And again, selfishly, I wanted Justin to keep running. So if they scored a touchdown, uh, we could be like, yeah, look at look at the look at the block by Tyler Scott. Yeah, there. Touchdown but I'm, block, touchdown I'm, block. I'm glad your uh, I'm glad your teammates recognized that when you came off the field too, because I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. I'm like, there he is, like getting it was a, it was a neat way, uh, a neat play the way that that unfolded. This week we got the Atlanta Falcons, uh, a team that is also fighting for the playoffs. Uh, what is your read on the <laughs> Atlanta Falcons so far? Now that you get a chance to see them, now obviously they're one of the better teams against the pass. Uh, mm-hmm. What what have you noticed about them? Uh, what do they do that makes them so successful defensively? Well, uh, the biggest thing that you see is that they're in your face. Um, I think they're the number one press team in the NFL. Uh, So they're going to be in your face the whole game. Um, Sometimes it's going to be man, sometimes it's not. Do a pretty, uh, you know, pretty decent job of kind of disguising, you know, when it's man and when it's not. But they have some some keys, as every defense do, and keys and factors that kind of tell you um, what they're doing. But uh, I think that that's the number one thing. They they acquired a lot of acquisitions there in the offseason, you know, with Jesse Bates and Clayus Campbell. And some of those guys. So I think, um, you know, I think they just play with no hesitation and they're, they're really just in your face, you know. So I think that can definitely uh, cause some issues, you know, for some offenses. But um, I think it's a very, a very solid defensive team um, for sure, you know. And then offensively, you know, they've kind of, you know, been in and out as far as the quarterback situation. You know, we had Desmond Ritter, who obviously I played with, um, you know, when I was in Cincinnati. And they've kind of been, you know, uh, interesting how they've handled that whole situation the whole year. Um, to say the least, but um, but no, and then they got Bijan Robinson, who they picked up earlier in the draft, who I think is going to be a very good player um, in the future. You know, being in the right if he's in the right system, because I know this year he hasn't been used, I guess, the greatest. But um, I think he he can be a really good football player um, in the future. But um, but no, I think they're a very solid team on paper. Um, I think they're just still trying to figure some things out, though. They were my pick to win the NFC South. I thought that they had done yeah. a really nice job of accumulating a lot of talent. It's interesting because I think people who play fantasy football look at the situation in Atlanta, the usage of Bijan Robinson. Last week mm-hmm. he got it. He he got it back last week, but two weeks ago it seemed like they sort of forgot him. Do players around the league notice that? Mm-hmm. I know that obviously your your teammate Roshan Johnson backed him up at Texas. Do you guys like do you talk about that kind of stuff? Do you notice that like when little trends like that happen around the league? Now obviously you're a fan of football, you've grown up watching yeah. the game, but do you notice that and talk about that as players? Uh I don't think necessarily we 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 have like a whole sit down about it, but I think right. um, if you if you are like I said, I think if you are a fan of the game to kind of t- pay attention around the league, I think that's something you notice. Like, okay, B. John Robinson had seven carries. Like it's like <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like why why would you I don't know. It just things like that don't make sense to me. You take a guy that high, and then on top of that, just kind of what he's been, how good he's been. Seemed like he started off the season really good, and it's like, why are you not just consistently trying to feed this guy? You know, trying to really see what he can do. You know, so I think you do notice like certain things in the NFL, like okay, you know, you got the whole Russell Wilson situation that just panned out, or yeah. the Jair uh, Alexander situation. You know, as far as him getting suspended for a game and kind of what went down behind, you know, that whole situation. So I think. You know, we, we definitely pay attention to all those different things because some of those things, too, like 
they matter when you're you're, you're doing your whole scouting personnel, um, especially for playing against them. Um, all those things kind of you know matter, and you you, you see those things. So, um, but yeah, I think they're def- all those things are definitely noticed um, around the league. I kind of like it too. You know, I know uh, Micah Parsons got into a little bit of. I don't know. Hot water is the right word. I know that Rob Gronkowski was kind of questioning, you know, like, why is he, why is he, you know, wondering about what's going on in San Francisco? Because well, number one, Gronk came from new England where you're not allowed to talk about anything ever. So, which is a, a a completely (laughs) unique situation, but I think as a fan, one of the things that I, I really enjoy is when players do comment uh, where they're on Twitter, like JJ Watt was great about this when he was, I mean, he's great about it now, obviously being a part of the media, being a part of the Pat McAfee show and other things. But when he was playing and would comment on things, I think that's cool because you want to believe that the guys who are out there playing love football as much as you do. So if Not Micah sure. Parsons has an opinion on the 49ers game, regardless of whether they lost it or not, it it means something to me. Uh, the fact that you know about Bajan Robinson and his usage in Atlanta that is something like, oh, that's really cool. And I also like, do you go to Roshan and you go like, what's up? Like, what's up with your boy? Like, why are they not giving him the football? This seems, this seems wild. Yeah. I mean, I think you do, you know, have a little comments in here, you know, comments here and there about, you know, different things, um, you know, across the league, especially if you, you notice something where, you know, a player or certain players have connections and, you know, things of that nature, you know, I'm like, Hey, what's going on with your boy? You know, like, you know, what they do over there with your boy here, you know, you, you notice those different things. And I think sometimes, you know, you kind of get, maybe um, a little uneasy about commenting on other teams and things of that nature. Right. Then there may be, Oh, like, why are you worried about that team? Or like, you're not focusing on your team. And it's like, okay, well, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, looking at Michael Parsons situation. I mean, he's a fan of the game, you know, at the end of the day, he's watching the game. Um, yeah. He's in the NFL, but he also loves the NFL and watching and the product that he gives out every Sunday. So it's like, you watch those games, you can have an opinion on those games and what, you know, you know, what better person to have an opinion on the game than someone who's out there every Sunday, which is why you see, I think, you know, these players that end up going into being sports talk analysts after the game. because And people want to hear that and see that because yeah. it's like they're people that have been in between the lines. They played at that level. They know what it takes to be there, to stay there, and, and kind of what goes on in the locker room. They give you kind of an insight of like, all right, from a player's perspective, who, you know, watches a game that, you know, a lot of people love, they give you a perspective of like, all right, this is what it's like. And so, um, you know, he's just doing it while he's playing. So I don't, I don't think that's necessarily an issue at all. I mean, so, um, but yeah, I think across the league, I think there's a lot of players that are just true fans of the game because I don't, I don't think they would be in the situation if they didn't love the game of football and didn't love watching it. No, it's true. And it's like, hey, listen, you know, if somebody works at Subway, they can still have an opinion about what's going on at Burger King. Like it's not yeah. mutually exclusive. <laughs> like you can, you can sit there, like people are actually can have multiple interests. And uh, so I always think it, it, it's pretty awesome. And it, it's it been interesting watching what's happening with Russell Wilson, because this isn't the first time that something like this has happened. Like Derek Carr last year during his last couple of games okay. with the Raiders, they, they held him out. Uh, Russell Wilson's on the bench uh, for everybody. And I uh, take of this, what you will. And this is to everybody listening and watching right now. Uh, Justin Fields is playing, so uh, so if if anybody thinks that the Bears are tipping, whatever, I'm just I'm just pointing out uh, that Justin Fields is playing. See, this is why you yeah. and I work so well. You're the you're the player, and then I'm the guy who's the the outside guy who can pick up like tell you what it's like being a fan of like oh no, but I feel great. I feel great about this week. But speaking of Justin Fields, um, I'm I'm assuming he grew up a Falcons fan coming from Georgia. 
do you guys, is it, is it, I'm sure you guys don't care, but like, does it get known like, Hey, we're going to Georgia. Like we can't, we can't let, we're playing the Falcons. We can't let Justin Fields down. Oh, I don't, (laughs) we haven't, I guess, as a team really, I guess, mentioned that or kind of, um, start mentioning it. I think though, I think though, I think for him, you know, it definitely means something. I think for any player that goes back to kind of their home area, yeah, it means something. Like when I went back to Cleveland, for me, yeah. you know, growing up Ooh. a Cleveland Browns fan, having you know a lot of family, a lot of friends and family that were Cleveland fans, you know, I had a lot of people come and telling me like, yeah, you know, we're gonna be at the game, so it's gonna be. I had some people telling me like, oh, you know, we know you're playing, but we're still rooting for Cleveland. You know, how just, dare they? It was, it was like, you know, I've, I had people say all those or like, I had some people like, oh, it's going to be real rooting for two teams and stuff like that and yada, yada, yada. But it was like, you know, it was, it was like, okay. But when I came home or came back, you know, to my hometown, I'm like, man, I, I want to walk away with a win in front of their faces, you know, and yes. yeah, get on the field. Like, it's cool. Like, oh yeah, you see Tyler. But, you know, I wanted to feel like, all right, yeah. Like I came back home and we ended up winning and we, you know, we ran to your guys' parade. But, um, but no, I think whenever you go back home, you have this sense of like, all right, you know, you really want this game. And, um, you know, I think I, I'm going to mention it tomorrow uh, to, to kind of him and see like, all right, you know, do you have that thing? Which I yeah. already know he, he definitely does, especially going to have a lot of people. So, um, well, he well, they're coming here. So I guess it's, He's, it's a little uh, bit yeah, different. Yeah. But, That's what yeah. I meant. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I got that confused for a second. But Justin also strikes me as the kind of guy who won't make a big deal about it. But deep down, you know, it means a lot to him. It's kind of like uh, like how I was. No, actually, no, because I told you about my birthday. But some people are like that, where it's like, hey, like they're not saying that it's a big deal, but it's a big deal. Yeah. And so uh, I want him. And you know what? And it's like, I'm so invested. Like, I feel now that I'm like so invested in Justin Fields because like the fan base gets so polarized one way or the other. Because ultimately, we're going to root for the Bears. And we're going to root for the guys who are on our team. And, but it's just, it's such a polarizing thing right now to the point of like, I just want to fast forward to to next year in some respects, but I, I'm so invested in uh, Justin Fields doing well and I want him to do well against the Falcons and I want him to, uh, I want you guys to beat the Falcons and all that stuff. Cause I, I still want to keep the, uh, the playoff hopes alive. So, uh, and by the way, and we got to get you into the end zone because I would have counted it. if you would, if you had, if you had knocked over Buddha Blake, excuse me, Buddha Blake, geez, Buddha Baker and strong Justin Fields for a touchdown, I would have counted that. I would have been like, go steal the <laughs> game, go steal that football from Justin. Yeah. Um, but how do you feel about this week? I know that we got to go. Uh, I've kept you way too long. By the way, I want to remind everybody: if you are not going to be at Soldier Field this weekend, the best way to catch all the action is at the historic. Game Room Chicago, located inside the Chicago Athletic Association Hotel. It features billiards, shuffleboard, skee-ball, pop a shot, and so much more. And there's plenty of space to watch your favorite games. With a menu featuring Michelin-starred chef Mari Katsumura's snack foods, there are beer towers, a weekend Bloody Mary bar, and signature, shareable signature cocktails. Game Room Chicago is the place to be on the game day. It is a great experience, and if you have not done it yet, what are you waiting for? Go do it this week. What are we going to do? So we're going to beat the Falcons, though, right? We're going to keep yeah. this we're going to keep this dream alive? Oh, of course. Of course. No, we're, we're going to go definitely beat the Falcons. I, I feel great about it. I know the team does. Um, you know, I think I like the game plan this week, you know, that we have, so I'm excited. 
um, to possibly be able to step into the end zone for the first time. So um, I think it's a good week. I think it's a good week. And, um, you know, it's the last uh, home game, you know, in the regular season. So um, we definitely have to finish out strong with a W in front of the fans. Well, I'm going to tell you something right now. You're going to not only need to finish strong this week, but um, oh, I'm glad yeah. we didn't. I didn't. I, listen, I'm glad <laughs> we didn't look at this. Yeah, this is, we're, this we're is what's important. We Listen, but we focused on there. this game. That's all we talked about. Yeah, we're just getting there. Focusing on this game. And uh, I think, listen, I just think there's a lot of positives going on. I'm glad that everybody's feeling good and uh, looking forward to this one. Uh, but I want to thank you for joining us here live on a Wednesday night. Listen, you can bump the Take It to the Rank show anytime. It's always a pleasure having you on. It's always great to talk to you. Uh, Good luck this week, and uh, we'll see you ahead of our Week 18 opponent, whoever that may be. (laughs) Yes, sir. I appreciate you, Adam. (laughs) All right. So for Tyler, I'm Adam. Thanks, everybody, for being here. Bear down, and Sammy, go ahead and play us out. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.